What's going on, man? It's Brian Jump. A little lo-fi in the background for you today on this fabulous Friday. Double F. How you been, man? Everything good? Been hanging with family. You ready for the big holiday, man? Are you? You got all your shopping done? Did you buy those Sherry's berries for the for your loved one? Did you get that crazy fruit for uh, your buddy? Flowers for your mom? Gift cards for clients or whatever? Gift baskets? There's some. There are some cool gift baskets out there nowadays that we never had back in the day. Like for the golfer in the family, golf gift gift basket. You got somebody who wants to detail cars? Detailing basket. On and on and on, man. I've never seen so much variety. It's so cool. You want to be a pimp? That's right. Pimp basket. Yep. So many cool things. But anywho, hopefully you're good, man. I hope you have a great holiday. We won't have any podcast episodes over the weekend for the holiday, but we'll be back on Monday. Um, and then this year's almost over. Can you believe it? It's going to be 2023. Does that make you feel younger or older? Don't even ask me. Just when I didn't think I could feel older. It's privilege, though. End of the day. I joke about it, but I don't know. I'm thankful. Always thankful, man. So anyway, today, Friday, we're going to go over some recon tutorials once again. Um, today, we're going to talk about bumper repair. And then we're going to do uh, like a competition, a PDR competition, a challenge, if you will. We're going to side on the side of PDR, and we're going to take on other industries, in, in other, what do you want to call it, jobs, basically, uh, professions, probably a better way to put it. So yeah, so come on in, join join up, J- jump aboard, man, come on in. The water's warm in here, there's fresh fruit left over from the fruit basket, it's going to be good. So, number one, bumper repair. Okay, why get into it? Because I'll tell you right now the frequency. Most cars you look at are going to have paint problems, and often it's on the bumper. And dealing with bumpers, the plastic medium is so much easier, more forgiving, and, and requires less uh, equipment and speciality skills than sheet metal does. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you got a scratch bumper versus a scratch door. That scratch bumper is just going to be easier to fix for so many reasons. And getting the color is not as necessary, you know, correct, as it would be on a, on a panel. Bumpers are historically are already off color from the factory so as long as you can come close to what there's originally on there guess what you're full of wind and now i'm not trying to say you need to be shoddy or sloppy but it's just an industry fact so so anywho and a lot of factories are just that way they're not not the the sharpest tools in the shed if you will so bumper repair what are you going to need well, you know, let's even wind the clock back a little bit farther. What can you make? What's an average bumper? I'll tell you right now, it's crazy. Nationwide, a bumper from Caliber Collision, which is one of the biggest chains, they're getting 1,500 bones on average. Some might be a little bit cheaper. Some might be a heck of a lot more. Think luxury. Think Tesla. Think electrical protocol. But don't think much less than that. Yeah, does that mean there's there's... Everybody's doing bumpers for 1500 bucks? No. No, that might mean that there's some people doing bumpers for 800 or 700 or whatever. But nobody's doing bumpers anymore for 100 bucks. I'll tell you that right now. And if they are, they're insane with the cost of paint and everything else. You know, we call that charity at that point. I mean, I wouldn't call that a business. So, 
I would say our average bumper with really, really minor damage out here, just like super simple, no tears, no two-tone colors. We're not probably having to take it off. It's probably 750, right around there, 750, 775. And, you know, low, low overhead costs. Is it easier in PDR? No. Is it more problem, problematic than PDR? Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't get paint reactions when you're doing dents. You don't get paint mis, mismatches when you do PDR, right? You don't get overspray or all these other things, you know, or fish eyes or dust in the paint. PDR is beautiful. It's such a headache-free process, whereas painting is not. So go into it if you're thinking about it. Go into it knowing that the headache factor is going to climb. You're going to have more complaints and or issues to deal with than you ever did in the PDR realm. That's the trade-off. More money, more customers, more problems. 99 problems, and yes, a paint job is one of them. So anyway, all right, so what do you need to do bumpers? Let's just say you're not even gonna get a paint toner set. You're gonna go down to the local paint supply store, and when you get a job, you're just gonna give them the, the paint code, and they're gonna mix the paint up for you, okay? Yeah, it's gonna cost you more money, it's gonna take you a lot longer, but if you're getting $1,000 a bumper, who cares? All right, maybe you just do a couple a week. You're gonna need a DA, you're gonna need a sander, which means you're probably gonna need a compressor of some sort, okay? You're gonna need an airline, filters. You're gonna need either probably some clear and, and harder. You know, you're gonna need a nice paint gun or two. You probably should have one for your clear and one for your base, unless you're doing single stage, which I highly doubt. Um, you're gonna need some fillers. You're gonna need some flexible plastic fillers. And then, of course, you're going to need abrasives and all the little doodads that go with those. Sanding blocks and what have you, and tape. Butcher paper, bag to bag your cars so you don't get overspray on them. And that's pretty much it. I mean, you could be all in for under a grand if you're not going to do uh, a paint toner set. How much does a paint toner set cost? Oof. 3000 and up, depending upon what size toners you're going to get and what system you go for. So then you could easily be four, five, six grand as a mobile paint guy, you know, but think about what you can do with that. You're a body shop at that point. You're, you're a minor cosmetic body shop. So the sky's the limit. It really is. So there it is, guys. How to be a, a bumper guy or how to add bumpers to your repertoire. That's pretty much it. I'm not going to get into it, to how to do the work, but that's, it, it's, the repairs themselves are actually pretty simple. You could literally probably crack open YouTube and, and watch how to feather in a bumper with some scrapes or, or scratches. You know, doing the blending is a little bit more tricky, getting the color down. Nowadays, the color systems are pretty damn strong though. There's not that many variances. We probably have maybe one out of 10 or one out of 20 that needs a little tinting. Other than that, pretty much out of the box, these colors are pretty close. So, but if, when my, I first, trained one of our painters years ago he was 17 and we didn't do any blends so what he would do is i mean he'd blend color but he wouldn't blend the clear he would just shoot the, every bumper got the full bumper cleared which took more time took more product but we didn't have we didn't have any problems there was no issues he didn't know how to do blend lines and then eventually what had happened was with experience and time he's like this is stupid you know, I've only got damage on the left side of the bumper. Why am I clearing the middle on the right? 
So he figured out how to do it, how to get it done the right way, how to make something last, and been off to the races ever since. And he's done well. Um, I use him as a backup now, uh, but but Daniel is probably making, I'd say, three hundred to five hundred thousand a year as bumpers and minor body work. He works hard. He's off weekends though. He doesn't start till around nine or ten a.m. and then he works to about six seven. Those are his his cherished hours. So, and he's good. He's really good. So, so there you have it, guys. Just bumpers, man. If you want to throw that onto your your recon repertoire, it's it's done us well. I will tell you that. So, anyway, let's get it on, man. Let's get a battle going on. PDR challenge. We're gonna compare PDR to a couple different professions, and you guys can. If anybody's got any questions or want to chime in, 949-302-3464. I've, I've had professional people come in to get trained and switch out of their profession to become a dent tech. I've had lawyers. I've had all, you know medical people, all kinds of different. We had a UPS driver one time. You name it. I've had them all. Chiropractor. Um, I don't know if I even call that profession, but, you know, a.k.a. backcracker. But, uh, or just cracker. But, Yeah. I mean, it, there's PDR is, is appealing for so many reasons, right? So let's compare. Let's compare and contrast and, and, and look at the notes. So let's look at the uh, the slides, shall we? The X-rays. We're gonna put these under a fine microscope. So let's talk first of all. First of all, PDR versus golf. Now you might be thinking, wait a minute, PDR is hard and all, but I don't know if I can become a pro golfer. No, you may not join the PGA Tour, but I would say it's no harder. And I'd say it might be a bit easier to be a golf pro at a golf course and just golf near scratch or so versus a good PDR tech. And it takes a lot longer to be a good golfer than it does a great PDR tech. I would say six months, you're a pretty damn good PDR tech. As far as golfing, if you start five years old, I'd say you're not going to be damn good till you're 14, 15. That's 10 years. So the factors... They don't compare. And then let's look at the numbers. So assuming you're not going to be a PGA Tour Pro. I mean, a, T, a PGA, I think the minimum guy with the Tour cards may be making around 300 grand, I think it is. So yeah, that's good money. But if you're just a golf pro and you work at a golf a golf course, okay, because every course needs one or two pros, okay, the average salary is 63400 as of this year. But the average person... In Cali, which is going to be a higher salary than a lot of places, is anywhere between 50 and 70. I, I don't know any PDR techs that don't make more than that. They do, especially they don't do it full time. So I, I don't know about you guys, but I think, I mean, would you agree? Could we find in favor of PDR winning this first round? I mean, I'm, I don't know. I hate to not golfing, and I, I know those 10 years was probably time well spent with the family and pops or mom at the golf range and I can only imagine how much freaking cheddar they've freaking forked out for all the the range balls and everything and, and, the, and the you know the tour the, the course fees and everything but man I don't know 60 to 70 grand or 50 to 70 grand really that's it come on I mean yeah I mean a, a small percentage of those guys are gonna go on the tour but that's like saying a small percentage of dent guys are making five million a year too so it's like pff, i don't know man i I, th I don't think it's even an argument i think pdr is better than getting into golf now here's the thing maybe you love golf 
and maybe we're not looking at the right metrics. Maybe the metric to measure is happiness. And you know what? Maybe your kid you trained to, and you've raised to be a golfer and he or she is a scratch golfer into their teens. They're on the golf team at high school and they're going to go play college golf and get their, their uh, um, college education paid by golf. You know, I get that. I get that absolutely. I mean, my, both my boys got their college paid for because of baseball. And yes, we spent thousands, maybe even tens of thousands on their training and equipment and supplies and just the time with our family, vacations we gave up, holidays, birthdays, so they could do that. But they both have the one, the youngest is in the middle of his degree, the oldest has his degree, and, and we owe it to baseball. And of course him, his work ethic, which was is still to this day amazing. Hunter's work ethic is just incredible. So, so yeah, I don't think golf wins here. I just don't. Unless you don't mind making less money to do something that you just truly love. And of course, how, how can you compare? All right. Next one up. Number two, PDR versus the law. The law, not a cop. Lawyer. And, and the cop would be the same kind of thing as golfer. I mean, if you really want to be a cop and you don't care about the money, yes. But if you're all about the coin and freedom, well, sorry, copper. But we're not talking about cops today. We're talking about lawyers. Okay. So this, I'm going to give you guys the average salary based upon years of experience. So in California, if you're a lawyer from one to two years, the average lawyer makes $86,380. eighty-six grand. That's probably what a good average PDR tech would make in their first year. So it's a, you know, 90 grand, let's say 90 to about 120. Now, who do you think puts more hours in a PDR tech or a lawyer? Right. A lawyer. Those guys, you, you're doing research and, and data collection for the firm. I'm, I'm hearing 12, 14, 16 hours a day, you know, go watch the firm with, uh, I think it's Tom Cruise. I mean, you know, that's just, that's normal. These guys bust their ass. So, so one to two years, 86,000, three to five years, 106. So they get about a 20% bump, but I still don't think three to six, most dent guys I know are going to be well through that. I would say 150 to 200 grand, hundred grand, by the way, I don't know about where you live in SoCal. It's shite. You ain't, you ain't doing nothing with a hundred grand. Your apartment, Corolla, maybe a vacation. You know, and you eat out shit or, you know, crappy restaurants. Like eating out to use Taco Bell. It's not, it's not Morton's or Ruth's Chris, you know. Okay, moving down the, the, the line a little bit. Six to nine years, 106,000. Uh, and then more than 10 years, they're about 120 to about 130 grand. So the, the curve kind of flattens out. So once again, I got to hold up the hand high. For the PDR wrestler, the PDR fighter, who went, who just won this freaking grudge match against lawyers. I just don't see the, how being a lawyer, you know, maybe you have a firm and you can sell it. Okay, then, you know, there's a conversation there. But it goes back to, hey, I just wanted to be a lawyer. My whole family was our lawyers. My grandpappy and my grandmother, my uncle Phyllis was a lawyer. So, and I know Uncle Phyllis is a weird name for an uncle, but it's just, it's true. Okay, great. Good for you, man. Good for you. Meanwhile, the dent tech you know is at home with his kids at the restaurant buying up a, a kick-ass dinner for his family 
And he just paid for his kid's college while you're freaking grinding. So, no way. Okay, so two more. PDR versus Autobody Tech. Okay. Now, these guys, they're they're kind of our, our stepbrothers, if you will. We all work on car bodies and, and take out damage and, and we're around paint. So, you would think these guys, their salary should be close to ours. But then, again, most people that are in the industry, no, they're not. So, the average tech, Autobody Tech in Cali, makes about $77,000. And the range is anywhere between 65 and 85. So kind of like a lawyer for the first year or two. But these guys, that's their cap. I mean, if they do flag hours, they're going to probably make more. There's, I'm sure those guys are making over 100 large. Back in the day, they used to make over 200 grand, the guys that would really kick ass and do flag hours. And I'm sure there's still a few. But the problem is insurance controls their, their income. So how can you kick ass as an auto buy tech if insurance is clamping the, the dollar funnel into that shop. The owners and, and the partners, whatever, they're trying to make you more money, but they can't because they've only, they got overhead, they got rising paint costs and parts costs, and insurance is telling you exactly how much money you can make. You don't tell them. Well, you kind of do. If you're not a DRP and you're like us when you're doing insurance work, you tell them within reason, hey, this is what you need to pay me. And as long as it's within, you know, industry standards, they, they will, they'll pay you. But yeah, once again, and who wants to be an auto body tech? You're around chemicals, you're breathing chemicals, you're wearing chemicals. Your life expectancy is much lower. You're putting in more time. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't see the, I don't see the upsides. I just don't. So ding, ding, ding. Fight number three goes to PDR versus the auto body tech. And then lastly, this one's gonna be a tough fight, guys. You ready? Slide your chair to the front of the ring. This one's gonna be good. Here we go. Joe Rogan's up there. He's about ready to introduce the fighters. So PDR tech versus doctor. Okay. And this is not, I'm not talking brain surgeon. I'm not talking, you know, uh, cancer and all that fun stuff. Freaking hired gun specialist. I'm just talking doctor, like a physician. Okay. So how much, first of all, I'm going to give you guys a little fun fact. What do you think a doctor made back in 1950? And these numbers, they're not going to sound good, but back in the day, it was probably kick-ass money. So for a brain surgeon back in 1950, a brain surgeon, which you would think would be at the top of the charts, 8,000 to 28,000 a year. Cray, huh? I'm not thinking 8,000. I'll bet you a good car salesman would have made that back in 1950, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they only get like 10 bucks to sell a car or some shit, but... That's just, just nuts. I mean, I'm luxury cars back in the 50s. There were some that were eight grand or six grand. I know some Porsches were and stuff. Insane. And the average salary of a physician was 11 grand. So brain surgeon, eight to 28. Of just a freaking GP, a general physician, 11 grand. So now... I don't think there was any PDR text back in 1950, so we can't really compare those numbers. I just want to kind of give you guys a, I don't know, like a comparison number. Now, check this. Current, 2020, 2021. For primary care physicians, GPs, the average income is 243. Okay. Specialists, and that could be, you know, you name it, hired guns, are 370. So, 243 
for a GP and 370 for, for a specialist. Now think about if you're a doctor, what's your take home? Because in the PDR world, our take home is unless we work for somebody else, you know, or we're doing pain or anything else like that. But if we're pushing metal, our take home is what we take. We take it all home. It's all going home with us, baby. I don't have to, I don't have to pay nothing. What about a doctor? What's a doctor got to pay? He's got student loans, probably sizable, probably thousands of dollars a month. I mean, that, that medical degree costs probably a quarter million plus, right? So you got, you got medical uh, student loans. And then you've also probably got malpractice insurance. And unless you work for like Kaiser or something like where they pay your insurance, if you, if you run your own practice or you're with a hospital or a clinic that doesn't, you're paying for your insurance too. So I'll bet you, you're at least out of pocket 10 or 20% for expenses. So 243 at, let's just, let's call it 20. That's 50 grand. So now you're making 200. And if you're 370, 20% would be, what is that? 70, so you're about 280, okay? So I would say this, I would say a good portion of PDR techs make as much if not better than primary care physicians after expenses. And probably the average PDR tech makes a little less than a doctor specialist, a, prime, uh, a, a physician specialist, whatever. Brain surgeon, you know, cancer, whatever. And they went to school for 10 years, 10 years, eight, 10 years, you know, and residency and all that shit. And they had to relocate, so I call this a draw. The first fight, I think PDR beats the primary care physician, but I think the specialists probably beat most PDR techs. But do they really? Yeah, in the ring they do, I get it. You know, we're talking about being sexy or whatever else, but man, with all those expenses and everything, is it really, is it worth it? I don't know, I don't know. And then there's the stress. I mean, yeah, it's got to be rewarding. You know, oh man, I just saved a life. Oh man, I just lost a life. Oh man, this baby just died today. You know, or this mother giving birth or whatever. That's, that's tough. I mean, it's rewarding. You're doing a thing, a service to, to the social fabric that us dent guys just aren't. You know, we can't argue that. I mean, yeah, we're putting smile on people's faces. We have our part in society. There's no doubt about it. But when it comes down to just reward and impact, I mean, it'd be hard to say that, that we do as much as a doctor, you know, or a medical professional, any kind of nurse or whatever, you know. So I think, yeah, on that part of the spectrum, they beat us when it comes to rewards, you know, intrinsic. But when it comes to just straight up cash raising, raising a family, poof, I don't know, I say, I go draw, guys. I draw it down the middle. We beat the primary and the specialist beat us. And that's that's telling in 2022, 2023. You know, and we get a jump start. While they're grinding away at med school, you know, for six, eight, ten years, we're stacking we're stacking chips. We might pay for one of our kids' school. We may pay off half of our house by then. We got a really good jump start. And you know, maybe they'll 
make 700. They'll be a trauma surgeon, six, 700 grand, you know, or maybe they'll open up a, a, a plastic surgery practice in Beverly Hills. And, you know, yeah, they're netting three to five mil or some shit, you know, breast augmentations and rhinoplasties and all whatever, right? Yeah, I get it. Those people are out there. No, and the average PDR tech's not going to compete at that level. No way. But we're just doing averages. And okay, let's just say, but Brian, why don't you compare a PDR tech to one of those heavy hitters? Like, like, uh, I had a good friend that I used to ra race, uh, when we were in club racing before I had my kids and she was a trauma surgeon up, uh, near Santa Barbara. And yeah, and she made, I think between six and seven or hundred thousand a year. Okay. She crushed it. They had a motorhome. A diesel motorhome. They had a restaurant that the husband uh, bought and ran down in Summerland. Uh, they they had two top of the line Porsches that they raced. Um, but what about the PDR techs who do hail? I know a couple of different groups of guys that do well over three million dollars a year, net net so while she's 700 grand minus remaining student loans and malpractice let's put her at 5 550 these guys are 3 mil 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 mil you know both those guys that i know they're in two man bands so you got to split that in half so let's take them down to 3 mil each so they're the same money You know, and, you know, maybe as a, a surgery, a plastic surgeon, you know, that runs a surgeon center, but he's got the stress. He's probably putting more, man, I'm not going to say he's putting more hours in. If you're doing hail, you're putting the hours in that a doctor does for sure. Maybe more, but it's comparable, isn't it? And that's crazy. That's crazy to think that, that a blue collar skill can compete with a white collar professional, like a plastic surgeon. And I'm not saying it's easy, it ain't. But if you are all about being the best you can be in PDR and you wanna go after the hail trail, oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah, yeah, you could, you know, you could, no problem, you could do 600 to 800 in a 10 month period, not a problem. And if you wanna really blow it up and do like a big retail deal, yes, millions. Season number one, but you have to have everything in play all your ducks have to be in a row but it's possible it absolutely is so there it is guys that was pretty good huh i, I got a kick out of it golfer auto body tech all the guys just all the way down you know i'll try to do some more of those I, I dug in and did a lot of research to find out what these guys are making and and there's exceptions to all these rules i get it but it's just it's rewarding to know that the kind of money we make it's always been this way. People never knew or never understood you know, how we live so well, how we have freedom and time to go out and watch our kids at school events or sporting events, you know? Because at the end of the day, yeah, the money is important, but it's the time. I've always said it, guys. Time is the currency that really plays in life. Go ask an 80-year-old, you know, if he could buy himself back to, to 32 or 35 
even if he was a freaking dishwasher or a mechanic or a trash man, he'd say yes. Absolutely. The career and the money doesn't matter. The farther you go through life, money just does not matter that much. It's time. Don't forget that. Coming from an old guy. 50s. Yeah, that's right. Time fries, baby. Time fries. So anyway, I appreciate you guys, man. Have yourself a fantastic holiday. Eat some great food. Have some uh, figgy pudding. Hopefully you'll see Santa on the top of a roof somewhere. Some reindeer. Don't forget to put put the cookies and the milk out, man, because the Santa and his reindeer love that shit. Or a little snifter of brandy, whatever works. But hopefully uh, your kids have a great Christmas. You have a great Christmas if you have kids. Um, you see some family, have some good food. It's a great time just to connect with people and be thankful and rejoice. So enjoy, man. I appreciate you guys, and I rejoice for you. So thank you very, very much. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast where you catch them. Please uh, refer us to anybody you think might benefit. Um, thank you. Thanks so much, guys. Happy holidays. We'll catch you next week before the end of 2023. Get all your stuff in before you can, man, because this is it. This is last of 22. Thanks so much, and we'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.